Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to send me an SMS or write an email to us, um, you can write an email to info at faithfm.com.au You can send a message right now as we are uh, uh, live on the program. The phone number is 04888-80811. And also you can visit our website if you like to be in touch with us. The theme for the week was the relevance of Ten Commandments for a post-biblical world. And we look at the, some of the questions like, uh, why only one God? Why does God commands rest? Is it reasonable to honor all parents? Is God a prude? That was a very interesting one. And we are going to look into another question today. Does God care about my thinking. Always a pleasure to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us. And it's good to be with us in the studio, uh, David. Yes, it's great to be here, Nick. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, this week we really looked into a very important uh, topic, uh, the relevance of the Ten Commandments. Yes. And David, um, the Ten Commandments, are they something that features in the focus of your ministry? Yes, they are indeed, because the Ten Commandments are so foundational to the Judeo-Christian ethic that we have received here in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's really the basis of our entire law code. Back in the day, King Alfred the Great, he drew upon the Ten Commandments when he was drawing up the law code for Britain, and that has come through to us in Australia and many other nations which are from the same heritage. And I'm mindful very much of the way in which the United States really upholds the Ten Commandments possibly more fully than we do in Australia. It's there, but it's made more of, shall we say, there in the United States. The Supreme Court building has got pictures of lawgivers such as Moses holding the two tablets containing the Ten Commandments. And, you know, the oak doors are carved with the Ten Commandments and they are on display on the wall above the judge's seat there in the U.S. Supreme Court. So that's also our history, but we don't make so much of it here. Mm-hmm. But it's nevertheless there. Well, you said that, um, interesting enough, that uh, many times uh, we can have things in front of our eyes mm. and still not... Um, not notice them. Notice them. That's right. But it's important to be there yes. because uh, you remember in the Bible says uh, that uh, write down all these things and bind uh, these on your heart. Yes. yes. But it's it's important for us also to bring it before the public, before our audience again from the Bible. There may be somewhere, as you just said, they're even plated. Mm. They're written nicely mm. somewhere, but how much they mean. Uh, Indeed, yes. So we need to see more of them. 
I'm reminded of Christchurch, Anglican Church in North Adelaide, just down the road from here, mm-hmm. and they have the Ten Commandments uh, as part of the architecture. Yes. Just to remind everyone each week. Right. Now, uh, can you summarize the, the Ten Commandments? Yes. Well, uh, ten of them, uh, ten fingers, one for each commandment. Uh, do not have any gods before me. Do not make an idol. Do not misuse the name of the Lord. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your mother and father. Do not murder commit adultery or steal or lie or covet. But of course Jesus said that behind all of these things is the law of love and these all are based on love, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And there's a new command which he gave, which is not simply to love each other, mm-hmm. but it is to love each other as he has loved us. Right. So summarizing all the commandments is that wonderful law of love. Beautiful. And you know, as you quickly summarize them, we may have the tendency to say, um, okay, they, they are um, meaning this or that. Mm. But when you look into the deepness mm. of the teachings of each commandment, yes. if I will pick up just randomly one, mm. commandment number five, for yes. example. Only a mother and father. Yes. Do you know that that commandment is followed by a promise? Exactly, that you may live long in the land. You see, if you just uh, say those words, oh, honor your father and your mother. Mm. And you may think, yes, but what about if they are bad parents? Mm. Mm. But you see, regardless of who they are Mm. or how they act, if you do that, you have a promise already there. That's right. Just um, quickly, David, um, how do the Ten Commandments guide our thinking? Because uh, today, particularly, we are concentrating on the last two commandments, coveting Mm. and uh, bearing false witnesses. Yes. That involves our thinking. People may not uh, know what's going on Mm. in our uh, life, how I think. They may look at the exterior, but how important are these two commandments? Yes. Well, those two are important. Of course, they're all important. The point about writing these things down, and you've mentioned earlier the importance of us writing these uh, for us to teach our children especially, It's very necessary for us to do that because while the law of God is written in our hearts as we come to faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit lives within and prompts us, we need to teach each other and train each other also. Mm -hmm. And that's the virtue in the New Covenant era of the Ten Commandments. They serve as a reminder of what the Holy Spirit is already urging us to do within. So you've mentioned those last two especially, do not lie and do not covet. Well, if if we start lying to each other, We destroy society. Mm. You know, I've got a credit card here in my hand, which has from the Latin credo, I believe. It means that I can trust you in the transaction if I, if I offer you my credit card. If you can't trust me, you won't receive my credit. Mm. So lying to each other destroys society. That's how important it is that we learn not to lie but to tell the truth. And the final one, do not covet. Well, if we start coveting, we will become utterly materialistic. And we will become idolatrous, and there'll be no limit to the energy that we will expend building our empires instead of being satisfied with Christ as our Savior and satisfied with our daily bread and our our clothing, as Paul says. Mm. If we start coveting, there's no limit to the idolatry and the materialism and the misery that we will will inflict upon each other. Mm. So these commandments are here for our good. They're not there to restrict. They are here to enable us to be free. 
And I always like to say that uh, the Ten Commandments are not restrictive, but they are uh, protective. Exactly. And uh, David, uh, while you're talking, I was thinking about uh, today's society and in, in which we live, um, how much we misuse the, the truth. We do. And uh, we are... Um, Telling lies, to say so, mm. in a diplomatic way, correct, but not representing the truth. Indeed. Well, mm. Just yesterday in the South Australian Parliament, one o'clock in the morning, would you believe, uh, the decision was made to pass the abortion law. Now, it's still got to go to the lower house. But the valiant attempt was made to say, well, we should not allow abortion for sex selection, should we? Mm-hmm. And still they accepted that. So now the Parliament in the upper house at least, is effectively endorsing abortion simply for same-sex selection, for gender selection, I should yeah, say. Yeah. So, so they're really lying. They're saying that it is a health-enhancing move that they're making, but it's not a health-enhancing move. Mm-hmm. It is one of utter destruction, and it goes right back, commandment, do not murder. So we, because we are losing the Ten Commandments in our parliaments, we're now losing... Everything we, you know, society is unraveling yeah. because of this. So we absolutely need a reformation and restoration of faith in Christ and His wisdom. Absolutely, thank you very much, David, for joining us today again. Uh, may God bless you and be with you as you continue to uplift the law of God as you go uh, all around the, the place uh, with uh, the voice of the family of uh, Australia. Thank you, Nick. And we are going to take a short break here, just playing a song, Change My Heart, Oh God, and we'll be back. Please stay with us. This is Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. And this is the time when I would like to introduce my co-host for uh, today. And I would like to welcome uh, Ross Craig from Western Australia joining us via Zoom. Afternoon, Nick. It's great to be here with you again. It's good to have you with us, Ross. And uh, even though... Uh, sound may be a little bit different because, uh, you know, you're coming uh, with us through Zoom. But uh, we pray to God that uh, technology will work and we'll be able to broadcast uh, this program well. And uh, as uh, we started, uh, Ross, today, uh, the question uh, which we are looking into is, um, does God care 
about my thinking and what a question that is Ross mm. and we are told in Psalms uh, 139 verse 2 that God knows what we think when it says you know my sitting down and my raising up you understand my thoughts afar off so if he knows our thoughts then does he care about what we think that's a that's a really great question isn't it Absolutely. because if he already knows what we're thinking then we really i guess well before we jump into that i just want to just want to encourage anybody listening this afternoon that we're going to be referring to the bible again today so it might be a good idea if you uh Uh, Following along, we're going to be flicking through some passages rather quickly to grab a pen and a bit of paper or some ultra-modern recording device. And just to reassure people that the passages that we look at in Scripture are not just a whole bunch of words that somebody or a few blokes wrote down a a long time ago. I just want to share a verse before we get started in 2 Timothy 3.16, and it states that the whole Bible is the inspired word of God. This means that anything we read today is actually God's words and not ours, Nick. Nice idea, Ross. Uh, and um, uh, now um, to the question, uh, does God care about my thinking? Well, in a word, yes. I think he does. In fact, I'm sure he does. Because you know, if he didn't, and now that we understand that the Bible is the inspired word of God, um, he wouldn't have inspired Paul to write uh, to his letter to the Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So it's a bit of a guide here that he wants us to think good thoughts mm-hmm. or He also inspired Paul to write in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, do not copy the behaviour or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. All right. I mean, God will transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That was very interesting. That is very uh, important, uh, Ross, as um, this week we have been looking at the commandments and we are uh, up to number 9 and 10. These two can be found in Exodus chapter 20, uh, verses uh, 16, commandment 9. You shall not uh, bear false witnesses against your neighbor. And uh, Exodus twenty seventeen is about not coveting anything um, not belonging to you. Yeah, very true. Now, now, yes. Did you know that they are actually found in another place in the Bible? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 5, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost exactly word for word. The same. The only slight, the only slight difference, uh, is in that commandment number 10, uh, where in Deuteronomy, it actually just runs straight on. It says, thou shalt not covet and you shall not covet. Whereas in, in Exodus, it's got a full stop and then starts a new sentence, which makes it very clear 
that commandment number 10 is the one completely about coveting. Yes. Because there are some, there are some faiths around that think that number 10 is actually divided into two. Right, and uh, if we have time, we may uh, touch on that uh, yeah. today. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's um, let's move on. Um, um, these two commandments uh, we're talking about, commandment number nine and ten, appear to stem from uh, thoughts. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. be- bearing false witnesses, which means lying. Yeah, coveting, thinking someone's property would be better if it's yours. Yeah. Uh, both require thoughts, uh, Ross, isn't it? Yeah. So God yeah. makes it clear in the commandments that we should not do these things. The yeah. commandments can be thought of a, as a description of God's character and something to show us a better way to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that point there that, that these two These two commandments actually stem from thought processes, thinking, and we're told, you know, the commandments are a good way to guide us into a better way of living and a reflection of God's character, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like us to think to do these things, and he doesn't like us to do these things, which is really interesting because if we have a look in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, and then again in Matthew 5, verses 28 and 29, it actually tells us that our thinking in the thoughts of God or in the eyes of God are just as bad as actually doing. In Matthew 5, 21 and 22, it says, uh, You have heard it said of to, the old, uh, to those of old, you shall not murder, and anyone or whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, and this is Jesus talking, but I say to you, Whoever is angry, and being angry is a thought process, Absolutely. with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. So even thinking angry thoughts towards somebody is just as in, in this verse, it points out that it's the same outcome that is being in danger of judgment. Matthew 25, 28 and 29, it says, You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks... To woman, uh, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her, right? Again, a thought process, lusting after a woman is a thought process, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Another thought process. Absolutely. And that's Jesus talking here. Yeah. In, in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 28, says, look lustfully. That is basically the definition of coveting, isn't that, Ross? Yeah, it is. And that's commandment 10 right there. Yes. Yes. Uh, Coveting, it's it's something that is frowned upon a lot in the Bible. Mm. In Ephesians, Mm. if we look in Ephesians um, chapter 5 and verse 3, it says this, But fornication and all uncleanness of covetousness, let it not even be named among you as if fitting for saints. I believe that's a very strong uh, passage there. That's very strong. And if we go a bit uh, down in uh, verse 5, in the same chapter, chapter 5 in Ephesians, verse 5 this time, again says, For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, no covetous man, 
who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and wow. God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's it's those two verses make it pretty clear that coveting is out. Mm. Yeah. But it's not it's it's not just the fact that it's in those commandments of the Old Testament, don't it? It's it's now in the New Testament as well that coveting is not a good thing. Yes. So yes. Talk, talking about like coveting is found in the in the the Ten Commandments and elsewhere in the Bible. What about bearing false witness, Nick? Is that only in the Ten Commandments? That's interesting. That's interesting one. Um, simply no, uh, Ross, I will say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and as an uh, example, is actually listed among uh, uh, the seven things that are an abomination to God, which is listed in Proverbs. If we open the Bible in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19, and particularly in verse 19, uh, Rossi says, a false witness who speaks lies. That is, that is pretty clear. <laughs> that is pretty clear. I'm actually just flicking through now because I know that that list of that list of um, six things that the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, hearts that devise wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil. And as you said, Nick, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among, very clear, mm-hmm. very clear that it is not a good thing. And false witness speaking lies, that's a thought process. It's something that we're thinking about. Correct. So lying and coveting. Well, they actually come from a sense of pride and greed. And I'll tell you what, these days, greed is being fed so much Mm. by our modern-day consumerism, which unfortunately leads to, and it does in many cases, it can lead to poverty because of the the consumerism that is. So, Nick, here's a question for you. Are there any Bible verses which can give us some guidance on how to deal with greed and and consumerism? All right. Now you throw it to me, uh, Ross, uh, and uh, let's look. Uh, I, I believe everyone, uh, Ross, uh, will remember, people who are interested in uh, in the Bible and knowing about the Bible, that in uh, Matthew chapter uh, 6, for example, we find some passages there. It starts like that. Do not lay up for yourself. Treasures on earth, where moth or rust destroy, and where thieves break and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. I believe this passage is very well known and a lots of people may say hey where your heart is that's where your treasure is uh, you may hear that uh, expression in the mm. in the world absolutely we know that uh, back in the first century when when uh, Matthew was writing that the idea of the heart nowadays we we that's our consciousness yes so where your mind is where your thought processes are um you know that's that's going to be where your all your focus is on, and unfortunately, it's not just 
it's not just treasure that people are breaking in for these days, Nick. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a lady here in town yesterday. It was actually turned into more of a counselling session than just a conversation. She's reached just about the end of her tether about the string of break-ins that she's suffered over the last three weeks. It's just been consistent. And they're not breaking in and stealing treasure. That's mm. the thing. Mm. They're just breaking in and, and stealing stuff out of her fridge, out of her cupboards, um, taking things that aren't of any great value. It's just incredible. Hey, while we're in Matthew 6, uh, let's have a look at verse 24 because it says that no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Mm-hmm. You cannot serve God and money. And actually, doesn't the Bible say somewhere that money is the root of all evil, and therefore we probably shouldn't have any? Yeah, you're right. And even though uh, people rely on money pretty much on everything they do and they move around. But uh, you're right. That's a very good question. Uh, and I think the text you are referring to, Ross, uh, it's in First uh, Timothy. First Timothy, uh, I believe in uh, chapter six mm-hmm. and uh, verse 10, which says actually uh, for the love of money. Ah. And here is the point. First of all, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Interesting thing, the love of money, not money itself necessarily, ah. you know, and, and yeah. goes on to say, uh, Ross, that um, for which some have strayed, strayed from the faith in mm. their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Again, mm-hmm. so not money in itself, but the love of money, which, by the way, Ross, is a thought process again. There we are again. So I'm, I'm starting to think that God really does care about our thinking because all of this is starting to make sense. Another verse, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, it says to keep your life free from love of money yes and be content with what you have for he has said that i will never leave you nor forsake you so again it's the love of money we need to avoid and in proverbs 11:28 it actually declares that those who trust in riches will fall mm-hmm. but the righteous will thrive so we need to shift our thought processes away from this love of consumerism. Absolutely. And if we want to give some more evidence and more passages in the Bible, let's look at in um, Ecclesiastics, Ross, in chapter Mm -hmm. 5. And, you know, here, uh, one of the wisest men who lived on earth, a part of Jesus, uh, (laughs) says this, uh, whoever loves money never has enough. And this is Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. We can mm-hmm. read this, and I encourage our listeners to open the Bible or a device if you have, and check out check out uh, what we are saying here today, because yeah. we are not making up uh, That's right. <laughs> uh, these things today. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income, and it's. I heard this so much. I I heard that oh, if I'll get up to there, if I get this and that, then I'll be happy. When people go to that. 
they have another target, you know, and they never mm-hmm. been happy. And and in the Ecclesiastic, it says that uh, this is meaningless. Yeah. Uh, now, not being satisfied. Again, Rose, we, we're dealing with the uh, two commandments here, yeah, the last two commandments, yeah. um, coveting, you know, I mean, stealing and coveting. And this again leads to coveting. Yeah. That's, well, that's true. Yeah. 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 That's that, uh, that commandment again comes up uh, even in here in uh, Ecclesiastics. Yeah, so they're they're actually wanting more and wanting more or wanting what the next door neighbor's got. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, like you said, there's that there's that commandment again. So that link between thought processes and coveting between thought processes and and the commandments in general, really. Mm. In Luke twelve fifteen, we see that this is Jesus talking, and he said to them, "Watch out! Be on your guard against all kinds of greed." Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Wow, wow. And how interesting is that? Just in the, we're living in a period of time of the year when um, to possess <laughs> yes. things is very uh, on our uh, agenda, on, on the bucket list there. But hey, uh, Ross, I'm going to take a short break here, actually, yep. play a song, and this time uh, I would like you to hear um, this beautiful song called Love Lifted Me by Alan Jackson. I'm sinking deep in sin Far from the peaceful shore Very deeply stained within Sinking to rise no more But the master of the sea Heard my despair and cry From the waters lifted me Now safe am I Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me All my heart to Him I give Ever to Him I'll cling In His blessed presence live Ever His praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful, loving service to to Him belongs. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me me. When nothing else could help Love 
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Ross Craig from Western Australia joining us via Zoom. And uh, Ross, just before the break, we mentioned the passage in Luke chapter 12, verse mm. 15, where Jesus said um, to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. <laughs> But I would like uh, Ross right now to offer a free gift. Now, this is something to possess. Yeah. It's yours, free, and uh, it's a good gift. It's not something that, uh, you know, will just fill our cupboards or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's something which can pay back, you know, uh, in your uh, life. As you contemplating about the season we are approaching and the book I would like to give you out today is called Advent. Hearing the good news in the story of Jesus birth. This is a brand new book from the press by Nathan Brown and it's mm. yours. You just need to SMS us on 04 You can do that right away now and uh, we'll um, make sure that this book comes to you. Now, this book has 31 chapters and uh, it's still not too late. You can read one chapter every day and by the end of the year, a little bit just over, you'll get over it. But you probably may even sit down and have it in one uh, read because it's a wonderful uh, book. That number which I uh, gave it to you and I will uh, repeat it again. You can use that number to send us an SMS during this program just to interact with us. If you like, uh, tell us uh, what you think uh, about um, what we're talking about today. And the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Also, you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au or write an email info at faithfm.com.au. But coming back, uh, Ross, to that uh, passage which you just mentioned in uh, in Luke uh, chapter 12, verse 15, it's a great text. And uh, for this time of the year, particularly uh, as I mentioned, Ross, uh, we don't need an abundance of possessions. We don't need to keep up with Joneses. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't need to overspend at Christmas time. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, in uh, in uh, Mark 8.36, it says, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? I believe oh. that's a very uh, important passage, you know, will put us right yeah. on the line. Absolutely, absolutely puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Because mm. we certainly don't need to be worried about uh, how the the well-off people around the streets are doing. We don't we don't need to go and spend heaps on Christmas. And it, it kind of shows. I mean, that text in particular shows that God does care about yeah. our thinking, absolutely. particularly about matters like this. And if we look elsewhere in the Bible, we're given guidance that we need to not just be thinking about ourselves. And what we can get, because there are those out there that are finding the going, particularly at this time of year, pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And in Deuteronomy, I want to have a look in uh, back in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 15 and verse 7, it says, If among you 
one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother. Mm. Uh, we see uh, again, you know, when they're talking about brothers in the days in which this passage was written, today we can use the word neighbours. Correct. No, so if any of our neighbours is becoming poor, we should not harden our hearts against our poor neighbours. And again, hardening your hearts, hey, that's a thought process. Shutting your hands, well, that's that's selfish. And, the, and behind selfishness is a thought process. And quite often the thought process is a result of bearing false witness against your brother. We think that they... You know, we, we think bad thoughts about them. We think I quite often hear people say, well, if they just got up and did something or, you know, maybe they, they're, where, they're where they are because they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. And these are the thought processes that Jesus, we already looked back in Matthew where we were talking about thought processes and actions end up with the same result. Yes. So back then, you know, so if we're going to have these these negative thought processes, these false False witness thoughts against their neighbor. Well, there's that, there's that commandment number nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and again, uh, Ross, just to remind our listeners that we are talking about does God care? about my thinking or um, doesn't matter what I think, you know, um, I know what I want. I know, uh, <laughs> you know, which direction I want to go. But from a Christian perspective, mm. you know, we have to be very careful because God cares about every single thought we process every day, every time of the year. In every situation, in all circumstances, and yeah. Ross, you know, we looked in the, in Matthew uh, a bit today in chapter six, and also yeah. Matthew chapter five, and um, I think what a great passage to come to conclude, uh, you know, today um, is um, is in Matthew chapter five again, mm-hmm. which uh, sums up, you know, uh, some of the things we experience every day in our life. It's part of the, in chapter 5, it's part of that great sermon Jesus gave um, yeah. and is known uh, as the Beatitudes. Yes. Uh, let's read uh, read uh, them, uh, Ross, if we can. Uh, probably mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read, uh, I'll read uh, one and probably you read uh, some also, Ross. Okay, can you? no worries. All right, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, from uh, verse 2 onwards, Uh, We read this. Then he, Jesus, opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I love that one. I love mm. that one. Mm. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen for that too. Mm. Blessed are the peacemakers, mm-hmm. for they shall be called the children of God. And how important is that in our time? Oh. 
<laughs> Talk about a scripture that's relevant today, Nick. Then it goes on and says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil again against you falsely for my sake. I, uh, I like to reiterate this one. Mm. If, some, if people talk, to, talk about you badly, if they accuse you, but if they accuse you falsely, uh, we need to be careful here because if they accuse us and they are right, then we are mm-hmm. in trouble. But if they persecute us, if they accuse us wrongly, bless you. Mean, you mean something like bearing false witness? Something like that. Commandment number nine, perhaps? Something like that. Yeah. Hey, and if that happens to us, we're told in, as it, that uh, passage closes out, to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before us. Yes, absolutely. And it's a great uh, passage. Very, very good passage. And uh, by the way, uh, chapter 5, 6, and 7 in, uh, in Matthew, they are mm. all uh, wonderful to, to read, you know, and uh, you'll gain a lots and lots of uh, wisdom from there. And, um, uh, important um, teaching from Jesus, from the Master. I remember when uh, I was a bit younger, and my uh, memory was probably a bit better. I memorized those three chapters. You know, I could say it wow. by heart those three chapters, um, and uh, it was wonderful to to be able to do that. And even now, probably if I, I just need to go back again and just repeat it again, you know, I, I think I will be able to uh, to remember them. It will be hard in English because, by the way, I uh, I mean, you may notice by uh, by now that uh, English it's uh, it's a foreign language for me. You know, it's uh, it's a very difficult one actually, Ross. Um, just a little bracket here. Uh, when I arrived here, I thought, what I'm going to do here because I need to learn three languages. Uh, to know to know English, I mean, you know, <laughs> pronunciation, oh, wow. you know, it's different. The way you pronounce, the way you write down, is like three language in one. I've, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. But hey, um, Ross. Um, Coming back to uh, to the topic, and I will um, I will have another break in uh, just shortly, talking about does God care about my thinking? Um, have you come across yourself with um, standing before God? You know, when uh, when the God prompted you through the Holy Spirit in the way you are thinking on on one thing or the other. Have you mm. anything? Uh, do you have anything like to share with us? Uh, just uh, ad hoc. <laughs> yeah, look, absolutely, absolutely. God is great uh, at reminding us that our thought processes are heading us in the wrong direction. Again, this lady I was talking to yesterday who was very upset about her house being broken into, she started what what is commonly known as a downward spiral in that she started to feel that she was being, she was being victimized because people didn't like her because mm-hmm. probably she wasn't a nice person and, and she would pray and she would call out to God to help, but it didn't sound like, didn't seem like he was listening to her. So she started this horrendous downward spiral and just got more and more upset. And I felt that I just needed to stop her in her tracks. 
um, from this downward spiral. And so we did what is quite often, a, a, well, what is a brilliant thing to do when you when you find your thought process is heading in the wrong direction. That's grab the Bible. And mm. I took her to that Psalm, Psalm 23. And I said, now, listen, young lad, no, just stop. And she looked at me like I was going to be rousing on it. And I said, no, I just want you to read this. And she said, oh, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I said, no, no, just take a breath and read this out loud. I want you to read it to me. And she read through the psalm and you could see that God was working on her thought processes. And she started to spiral up again. And by the end of, end of our time together, she was still upset that she'd been broken in so many times, but she started to think and started to look at ways that she could counteract what was going on. It was just wonderful. So, yeah, God is good at bringing things to our attention. And, you know, if you're going to be reciting three chapters out of the book of Matthew, God brings things back to our memory as well. I've, I've heard that and I've experienced that one too, Nick. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for that. Hey, we're taking a short break here before we are coming back to conclude um, with few thoughts uh, today. And uh, I'm going to, to share with you this song, Little Sparrow, inspired from Psalms. It is. Let's listen is. to this and we'll, uh, we'll be back shortly. You are listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time, a big Q&A with Nick Rita and Ross Craig. Little sparrows serve God best by just simply singing the songs he placed within their breast while about their merry winging and little daisies serve God best by simply being Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nikrita and our co-host today is uh, Ross Craig joining us via Zoom from Western Australia talking today about does God care about my thinking? And we looked at the um, uh, last two commandments from uh, the Decalogue as uh, we know it. Um, and uh, particularly we emphasize the fact that it's very important um, the way we think because we can be guilty of uh, many things and people may not even know that because you see some of uh, mm. other commandments you know uh, it's more visible you know for example if you commit uh, uh, murder you know people will notice that you know and uh, uh, even if you um, you know uh, disrespect your parents 
people may notice that too, and many others. But you know, with coveting, particularly, and thought processing in about uh, you know even to steal from somebody, uh, yeah. People may not uh, read your mind, and it will yeah. be too late uh, by the time um, they will find out uh, what you cooked up to say so <laughs> in yeah. your mind. And and like you said, Nick, right at the beginning of the show, you, you referred to a Psalm one one thirty nine, where you said that God knows, God yes. knows what we're thinking. So you know we can hide it from people around us, but the all important knows exactly what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Hey, um, uh, Ross, uh, again, I'd like to mention at this time, uh, uh, that great book. By the way, did you come across this one or not yet in uh, Western I Australia? I did. It's arrived. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a it's wonderful book. Excellent. And, uh, very good for this time because we can yeah. learn a bit more about uh, Jesus and, um, uh, hearing that, uh, Good news in the story of Jesus' birth. And uh, as people are preparing, you know, for uh, the season, um, running to and fro for uh, many things, you know, as we pointed out a bit earlier in the program, uh, we may want to accumulate. Why not to understand a little bit more about the one who gives all the good gifts to us all and to, to follow him and to give our life to him. The book is called Advent and it's written by Nathan Brown, uh, brand new from the press. Mm. And um, please just uh, send us a text, send us an SMS to 04-888-808-11 and we'll make sure that this book arrives uh, in your hands. Uh, also for other inquiries and also requiring this book, you can go to our website, faithfm dot com dot au or write an email to info at faithfm dot com dot au. Hey Ross, we have a few more minutes uh, left. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you like to just draw a, just a short conclusion, or a, um, what would you like to say to to our listener? Well, I think, and and that book, by the way, Nick, is is an awesome resource, not just for this year, but for for any time. We talked today about God caring about our thought processes and what we're thinking, and we referred it mainly to um, Commandments number 9 and 10, mm-hmm. which are purely thought process, as you pointed out, Nick, purely thought process uh, commandments. I think that some of us sometimes know this, but we don't know how to change. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's possible to change. And I, I just want to point out to the people that are listening today that, you know, we refer to Scripture a lot today because it is the Word of God. And if we look into Scripture, we can see, well, we are told that by beholding we are changed. And that's in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we start to look at the right stuff, if we start to think the right thoughts, we will slowly, perhaps, in some cases it might be quicker, we will start to see the, a distinct change. And, of course, God is with us all the time. And if we're doing this, uh, he, he will be helping us. And if we look a little bit later in that same chapter, in the same book, in Second Corinthians, in this time in chapter 5 and verse 17, 
we can we can read in that there that if we start to look at Jesus and we begin upon that journey of um, striving to to live a more Christian or more Christ-like life, that He will take what is old and change it into what is new. Mm. The text actually says, you know, the, for the old is done away with, all things have become new. So if we start practicing, if we start focusing on the good, we start thinking positive thought processes, no longer trying to tear others down to get ourselves ahead, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, a text you, you read there talked about people not being uh, the greedy ones and not happy with their income, basically. But it, when we start on this journey, Christ will help us and he will change us inside and out. Mm. And so I think that right now, don't wait till the end of the year to start some sort of New Year's resolution. Right now is the best time ever to begin a journey like that. Thank you very much, Ross. And I believe uh, through what you said, you still believe the the relevance of the Ten Commandments. And oh, um, would you like to just uh, close with prayer, please? I'd be delighted. Our Father God, as we draw closer to to uh, the the earthly celebration of your birth, we just want to say thank you for that gift that you gave us a couple of thousand years ago, and that gift was yourself so that we don't have to go through some of the horrendous things that uh that we might be we might be uh looking forward to if we if we don't have a relationship with you but god we know that you came you died in our place and you came as one of us so we just ask lord that today we looked at the commandments and we know that the 10 commandments are a reflection of your character we just ask that you help us to reflect that character in ourselves and to those around us. Mm. And Lord, keep us safe until we can be together again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Ross. Uh, looks like our time is up for today, uh, Ross. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, uh, But thank you for joining uh, for joining us today, uh, joining me, Rita, and uh, Ross Craig on Drive Time, big Q&A. And please join us again uh, when we are going to ask another question. Does the Bible have an answer to cults or how you say that correctly you know many believes um until then may god richly bless you and i would like to uh, mention that send us an sms don't ring us through the during the program because i may not take the calls i the phone rang a couple of times but i could not take the call but send us a message an sms and we'll be able to follow up with you or otherwise ring uh, ring us uh, ring me after the program but right now i will leave you with a song called uh, my faith has found a resting place may god richly bless you Ever living one His wounds for me 
Just bloody shed for me his life he gave. 